0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley campus May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today.
1: This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. My guest today, Gabriella Masala, has created a beautiful practice for expanding your life and tuning into what many think is beyond right it is not beyond it is who we are and she calls it everyday magnificent practices to activate an unlimited life gabriella has traveled all over the world she has led workshops all over the world on the mystical and bringing in elements of the natural world and incorporating journal practices into all of this and these practices are some seemingly very simple yet have the potential to elevate your life beyond your wildest imagination and rather than me continue to go on about this welcome to soulful living gabriella thank you it's a pleasure to be here with you today I have absolutely loved working through this journal, and it's funny because there's some prompts in there that hopefully we'll talk about during during our time together today that were, were really new to me, and I've been journaling for a really long time, and I love that you call it a journey because I practice shamanic journeying, so all of it just really resonated with me. Sometimes I had to stop and say, okay, wait a minute. Uh, Almost like it was too deep, but it would trigger different experiences from my past and ways to incorporate things into my future. And I've really, really appreciated it. So what was your inspiration behind all of it? I'd love to share that.
0: And Terry, I'm so delighted to hear you've actually been playing with the process and the interactive journal, because that's really where the magic comes alive. Um, As you know, it's not a reading book, and it's an interactive experience that ultimately impacts our lifestyle. And um, my inspiration is that since uh, as long as I can remember, I've just known that the creative process, the expression, our voices, our movement, our uh, writing, our thinking, our feeling, and our intimate relationship with the natural and the invisible worlds are doorways into our most fulfilling soul life. So because that's always been a passion and a remembrance for me, I just have taken off in many directions in my life and really worked in the areas of expressive arts as meditation. So writing, drawing, dancing, moving, being out in nature with nature as a natural teacher, singing, sounding, um, all of these natural forms of creating and being in the creative process which, as you know, extend to being in a creative life in how we create and design a life. So all of those um, avenues became professional dimensions that I explored independently. And then at a certain point, I just made it into one way of life. And, um, and that's just part of my love, part of what you might say my soul is here to uh, ignite and remember in each one of us in this lifetime.
1: Well, and I really love that you said playful, you know, curious, childlike. I think that as we go through life, our environment and society kind of um, squash that, you know, that we have to be professional. We have to be a certain way. And in my world, which I am sure is your reality, being playful and curious are essential tools to elevate our lives and that we are all creative and you provide this beautiful opportunity to test that sense of creativity within yourself and open it up. Definitely. And playfulness is a fast track to joy,
0: to aliveness, to freedom. Uh, We can look at it from the perspective, you know, shamanically we can even look at the esoteric heart and the intelligence of our heart center. And that when we're connected to our joy and our playfulness and that innate, magical, divine child energy within it is a very significant intelligence field that can inform our whole life. Right. We can also look at it from science, which is so fun to look at it from that perspective, too, that as children, we are deeply connected to the imaginal realms. Mm -hmm. We are aware that our imagination and our creativity can create worlds. We're we're not in that beta and high beta stress and like get it done, adulting mind. We are in the alpha and the theta. We're in the dreaming. And that's actually from my perspective, how we can create life, how we can be an intimate, living, loving, breathing,
1: playful, curious wonder with all of life. Mm, You know, it reminds me of, I have a two and a half year old grandson and he's always in that space of pretending, you know, this last month he really gets it. And so he's always in this place of, of pretending and, I think of that as like that doorway. Like you said, that's the doorway to creativity and being open to the mastery that's available to all of us. And I think that's something else that gets lost, which I loved about the book is that it is available to all of us. It and we is. forget that.
0: Yeah, it really is. And, and it is a, a way of life so that when we remember that, marriage, that sacred marriage of how I feel and how I think, what I live into. And it starts in the invisible realm. It starts in my meditation or my contemplative prayer life or in the time to walk in the garden or to get outside under the sky. It, it starts in that invisible realm of where thought an elevated state. How do I want to feel? What am I grateful for? What do I appreciate? You say it yourself so beautifully on your, on your website that what we appreciate appreciates that yeah. we can use that imagination and that um, thought and feeling place to create the states that we want to live into. And then we live into it. It's mm. the ultimate creative experience is how
1: we live into and design our lives. Well, and I look at it as live into it and love into it. And something that I read, you said, uh, and I'm I'm not going to quote it uh, verbatim, but it was something like, may the journal serve you to rise in love with your life. Um, And that's how I feel as I'm reading this. Even though I mentioned that I was triggered by some things and I had to stop and reflect, I still felt this overwhelming sense of love because I embraced what was coming through. Beautiful. Yes. Love is, is for, for both of us. What
0: I know of you too is really at the center, at the foundation. It's both the roots and the wings of, a uh, of the life journey it is really about not only falling in love, you know, falling in love has this sense of I'm surrendered to something bigger than me. I'm surrendered to, um, the mystery to the big magic to the the bonding when we love something we bond to it mm. and that bonding again we could look at the the lens of physics that then those particles are forever entangled and connected wherever they are and that at the same time that bonding creates a sense of intimacy from the inside out and we can also look again the intelligence of the heart when we are living love from our own inner design forward into
1: life, that ripples out and touches everything. Yeah, it's like being on the airplane and they tell you, if if you crash, put your own oxygen mask on first, right? You have to feed your soul. You have to feed your soul self and love who you are before you can truly go out and love the world to its full potential. And um, so one of the things that you talk about, many times in the book is the unified field and the quantum, quantum field. Can you explain to the listeners in case they are not familiar with that terminology, what that looks like for you? Sure, and I will bow to the mystery and the great unknown. That it really is
0: just what it looks like to me in my experience, and mm. I love to really include a lot of space for everyone to connect to the the mystery, the field, the unified field, the God force source, in whatever way love really speaks to um, what I'll call the God of their understanding, the mm-hmm. mystery of their deepest heart. So the unified field from from this perspective, the quantum, is a it is a field of energy. We're looking in the quantum perspective of reality. we're we're receiving that we are energy in a world of energy, and that this has actually been proven. By science since the 1920s, but Newtonian science has been the dominant paradigm perspective, which is gratefully um, on its collapse and transition as we shift mm-hmm. paradigms as a as a humanity, as a species, from this place of separation, where matter in a world of matter, where objects in a world of objects, that really we can look at. All of the energy that we are and is as waves, it's waves, it's not just particles. But when the wave slows down just enough, particles appear. So one perspective is that we are just particles and we're just matter. But when we tune into the invisible realm, the unseen, the wholeness of unity and the quantum Field, We experience that there are multiple waves and infinite waves and frequencies and information, right? So that there's information that when we tune into it, we can receive it. When we tune into our unlimited nature, our quantum nature that is able to access the energy of the unified field, we're able to feel our own sense of wholeness and unity and connection and be in life in that way. It's really a paradigm shift from that perspective, a whole new way of experiencing reality and orienting into the
1: world. Well, and I look at your journal. I look at the book as a way to experience that unified field, that quantum field in many different ways. And that with the abundance of practices that you offer, there's going to be something that really resonates to somebody where they say, Oh yeah, I finally got it. Maybe they weren't able to really uh, reach that state or absorb that information. And then through the practices and, and that sense of play, they're able to step into it and say, Oh yeah, I finally get it. That it's beyond just praying, right? It's beyond just, it's beyond our imagination and using our imagination We can tap into it. It was beautiful. Definitely, and it's embodied, right? So this yes. is part of there's a huge diversity
0: of practices because, as you said, something's going to light up in some of us and not in others. For some, it might be the writing prompts and the journaling. For others, it might be working with the empty templates of the mandalas and color and drawing and image. For others, it might be the the dance meditation or the energy medicine practices or getting outside in nature that ideally, it starts to become very practical. It's very different than, say, the very linear ways that most adults are oriented to live a life mm-hmm. by an agenda, by hours in the day, by rules and regulations, by sitting in a car and driving, sitting at a table or desk, screen time. I mean, we live at a, a time on our planet where. Getting the whole of our energy and the whole of our intelligences, whole brain, whole heart, whole body wisdom integrated and lit up and online is really essential uh, for our own well-being, for our own soul
1: journey and fulfillment, as well as for the collective. Mm. Well, and some of the things that you talk about, one of the things that you talk about are the touch tones touchstones in the book and how useful they are for daily life. Can you share and expand on that please? Sure. Yeah. So
0: the touchstones are the part of the journal that are simple practices. There's maybe about 20 or so to choose from. And ideally you experiment with all of them and then choose the ones that work for you going forward and make up some more. And they're one minute to three minute exercises or activities that change your state. So they often engage shifting the breath in some way, shifting the attention, sacred interruptions, even being able to stop kind of the daily trance of the known and habitual life, Mm -hmm. the agenda, whatever it may be, stop and be able to put on one, song and dance and shake your body and move and vibrate which is so incredibly simple but very powerful to change states or stopping wherever you are pausing taking a few deep breaths connecting to the sky connecting to the earth and expanding out what might be a narrow focus of the day another touchstone might be pausing for 30 seconds wherever you are and flooding your field your awareness with gratitude and what you feel grateful for another touch stone is as simple as taking a big glass of water and pausing for a moment and giving thanks for the water, which has consciousness, which is listening. Right. And then, um, then, then expanding into the wholeness of life, the mystery of life, gratitude for life and drinking in that water with that intention, which even that raises our frequency, elevates our energy and literally makes us more present. So that's what the touchstones are about
1: ways to redirect in any moment and shift states swiftly. Mm, I love that. So, listeners, again, I'm having a conversation with Gabriella Masala, and we're talking about her latest work, Everyday Magnificent Practices to Activate an Unlimited Life. And something that you just mentioned was one of the, um, the sacred interruptions was gratitude. And you know, we see a lot about practicing gratitude. It it comes up all over social media and it's really one of the foundations I think of your work. Can you share a little bit about the power of gratitude. And also you used the word intention. And I think that intention is also extremely important piece of your work. So let's talk about those two things, gratitude and intention.
0: Great. I love that, Terry. So gratitude is, it's a fast track. It's a fast track to love. It's a fast track to an open, willing, disarmed heart It's a fast track to what we might call enlightenment. It's very uh, in the field of frequencies and wavelengths. It's a very fast frequency. And so this is a way to elevate when someone says, well, raise the vibration. Gratitude is one of the best ways to raise our vibration. It's also the energy of receivership. So it's the energy or the felt state or emotional state thought, state, marriage of the answered prayer. Mm -hmm. It's very different to be in a place of prayer that's saying, oh, and I want this and I wish for that. It's very different to say, thank you for the rain. Thank you so much for the rain that we needed so much in Austin, Texas. And I can feel it on my skin and I can smell it in the air. And I'm so grateful for the water and I love it so much. And I can feel how everything is drinking so deeply after that rain. So even in that example, you can feel the difference and the quality of energy, the state shift in like the wanting and the receivership of gratitude.
1: Okay. I just have to say that was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. How you expressed the gratitude for the rain. That was, thank you. That was beautiful. Oh, you're I'm so. I'm sorry welcome. I interrupted, but I was. So, no, there I is was, no interruption. We're oh, we're in it this was together. Beautiful. Yeah, it, it was so beautiful how you expressed that.
0: Yeah, such a simple example, and we we all have it. You know, there's even uh, an extension to that, and I'll move on to the power of intention, which is actually so connected to this piece. Is that I might say even that my intention is to express gratitude for everything, to bless everything, even. The places where I'm the most challenged, even the places that um, I might still go into the mind of separation, that when we apply gratitude there and have that intention, it brings us into wholeness, it brings us into union and connection and allows the energy to shift, mm. right? So with intention, uh, there's for me a marriage between intention to have what I might call the the best and most inspired outcome come into manifestation for any area of my life. I'm designing, creating, manifesting, as well as for community, for humanity, for the planet. So like, what is the intention? What are we really serving? Right? We spoke to a moment ago, how love is really at the core for both of us, Terry. Mm -hmm. So my intention is always going to be about love and wholeness. And then the details are, Offered in that intention of how I might like something to come into manifestation and outcome and inspiration, what we might call goals, and then there's also the bowing to the big magic and the mystery of surrender. So that in this work, intention and surrender are both really important to be super spot on, like a laser, about what I want to create, how I want to feel, who I want to become in the process, and how that looks and feels and sense it on all levels. And at the same time, with a deep breath and a willing surrender, give it over to the intelligence of the universe that is going to bring it into manifestation in just the right way that often I find is much more intelligent than anything I can
1: contrive as an individual being. And I think it is so key that you used the word surrender in there as well, because we don't, you know, we don't generally surrender. We set an intention and maybe we have an agenda in our mind, in our ego, whatever it is you want to call it. And we don't surrender to it all. And it's so important that those two marry each other. Yes, agreed, agreed. And this is part of
0: that shift in paradigm. So that in a paradigm of separation, we tend to control and contrive and force Mm -hmm. in a paradigm of wholeness and unity in the quantum field, we are willing to let go to trust, to turn it over to the big magic, as I like to say these days, um, which is always right there to give us something that blows our minds
1: if we're willing to let it. Absolutely. Well, I really loved that you incorporated so many different tools in here. And uh, I want to add a couple of my experiences for the listeners so that they can get an idea of where I was at and how important this work was for me. I journal a lot and I never would go back and read them. And you encourage at a point during the day to go back and read what it is that you've journaled. Of course, you have other um, exercises in there, and I'm not going to give that away because listeners, you really just need to grab the journal. Uh, and it's also was an experience for me because I get journals like this and I don't write in them. It's like, I feel like they're so sacred and and I treasure them. And I'm like, wait a minute, as I got this, I'm like, how can I expand my own sense of the sacred and my own magnificence if I'm not actually writing in it. So those were two takeaways that I really wanted to share with you because now I'm looking at journaling in a different way at where I'm going back and I'm highlighting some things and really falling into a new experience and a new level of love with journaling. So I wanted to thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you had, some different assignments in there. Um, the medicine bundles, for example. Of course, I, I'm into mysticism and shamanism. And so I loved that name. You know, the title of that particular chapter was um, Medicine Bundles. And one of the ones that I did today before our show was the open circuit with the finger on the belly button and the third eye. And I envisioned this beautiful conversation between you and I and whatever spirit wanted out there. So I thank you for that too. You've incorporated some really amazing practices in there and including movement, which I feel is so important to have movement as part of our everyday life. And I appreciated that. Were there some elements that you practice yourself on a daily basis Yes, yes. And thank you, Terry. And I would say that
0: I practice all the elements in some way or another, if not daily, ongoingly. And that's my intention and and prayer for anyone that picks up the journal, that they find what lights them up, that they explore new ways of coming alive with their creativity,
1: and that then they take it into their daily life forever. Mm. I love that. and I think it's important. And I think it's so authentic of you practicing what you preach, right? A lot of people don't do that. They put the work out there and then that's it. And I love that you actually incorporate all of that into elements of your life at some way, some point along the journey. Well, we're down to the wire here. We only have about a minute or so left. And I love for my guests to leave the listeners with something they can take out into the day to elevate their soul or uh, maybe celebrate their own magnificence. What would that be for you, Gabriella? Uh, I would say I would invite
0: everyone to take a moment today and drop in and tune into their hearts, maybe even put a hand on their hearts and feel what they're grateful for. Uh, Look out around them and find something that is beautiful that they can appreciate and then to see how
1: they can share that with the world around them. Mm, I love that. So with my hand on my heart, I'm grateful for you and this experience for your work. I'm grateful for Remy, my producer. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to all of you listening, I encourage you to grab everyday magnificent practices to activate an unlimited life by Gabriela Masala. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much.